Hello, sir. I just wanted to say thank you for putting out this podcast. It's uh, great information, and I hope you're going to be putting out more episodes. Thanks again. Hey, welcome back to Homesteading for Anarchy. If you guys just heard that one, that was Steve. Steve left us an awesome message, so that was cool. Um, I haven't heard from but one person so far that was on Anchor. So if you guys have Anchor, um, leave us a message. Leave me a message. Just tell me, like, give me some feedback. I know that, like, my audio is not amazing, so you can tell me that. But that's not going to, like, it's not going to change for a little while until there's enough listeners to make this worth um, putting a little more pizzazz in it. But, you know, for the hardcore it doesn't really matter because you guys aren't going to like, you know, you guys aren't in here for like the snazzy intro music and stuff. You're here for the information. So, um, there's that. I bet you guys are wondering. Thanks, Steve, by the way. That was awesome. Thanks for leaving us a message. That was very encouraging. But, um, you guys are probably wondering where I've been. Actually, most of you aren't because there's only 18 subscribers. And we get, like, hundreds of listens every episode. So you're probably wondering where I've been. And that's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I switched phone carriers, had to trade in my old phone. Um, and they, I forgot to pull my anchor stuff off there. I assumed when they switched it over that it would, like, transfer over. It didn't. I'm still, like, still figuring out passwords. But I emailed Anchor, I let them know what the issue was, and they told me which email I used, which by the way, I use ProtonMail for my email, for my Anchor, so that it's not tied to like me personally in any way, and my my backup email address for my ProtonMail has never been filled in, because I don't want anybody able to uh, tie it to me, you know? But the downside to that is all that OPSEC makes it really hard to hack into your own email account. So it took me like a week of trying to hack into my email account and I finally just said, forget it. I'm not gonna get an email account. Let me just log on to Just Anchor using the email address they gave me, which I should have done, but I was kind of like just wanting to get on my email and figure it out. And so, yeah, that it took took forever, but I finally got. I actually ended up getting onto both. But Proton Mail, if you guys don't use it, is awesome. It's got this cool feature where if you um, try to get into your email with a password reset, it deletes all of your emails previously sent, which is awesome. That's some serious opsec right there. But let's get to the topic of today's. Um, today's talk real quick before we break into the meat and potatoes um we butchered a goat last this weekend this last weekend um goat we've had way too long he was probably two years old or so but butchered him he was like a kind of just a cross mixed breed goat he was about 110 pounds hanging weight and i weighed all the meat which still on a lot of the bones, you know, but not all the bones. No head, 
um, I weighed all the meat and it was about 60 pounds of like ribs on the bone, legs on the bone, uh, shoulders on the bone, neck on the bone, that sort of stuff. So 60 pounds of meat for free. We did not feed that goat one time. He, well, I think I got one bale of hay when the winter got pretty rough, but that was it. So if you guys are into goats, some one of the things that I thought was interesting is like, if we ever have a grid down scenario, one thing to consider about all the butchering is how messy it is. You really need like a decent amount of water. You need a little bit of bleach really to keep it clean and to keep like, you know, put your knives in a bucket of water with a little bit of bleach in it so that they're constantly being re-sanitized. So you're not just, you know, you punch a hole in the wrong place with your knife and then you spread it all through the meat and stuff when you do the rest. But um, anyways, something to think about. Another thing to think about is I injured both of my arms like terribly bad uh, a few months ago. And that's part of the reason, you know, I didn't really dive deep into the podcast there for a while is that I broke both arms like bad. Had to, uh, had to have surgery actually. And they're not, I would say they're probably 40% right now, 40% strength, maybe 50, but um, it was bad, really bad. And it probably would have been a, a death blow for, you know, grid down, like into the world scenario. But even still, butchering that goat was brutal. Like I could not. Normally, I start to cut on the hide, start to cut on the hide, loosen it up in a lot of places that I know are tough, and then I pull it down off of him, and I couldn't. I had to slice it down the entire way. So, that's just something to think about, like, you know, I don't know what that means, I don't know what that does for you, but maybe two is one, one is none. Train somebody else to help you butcher. Have a second person that can do that in case it happens. I don't know. I'm big into splitting up chores and having, you know, priorities of work and having people assigned to tasks and stuff, but it was hard. The kids went out there and watched, but they didn't really, I mean, we were more studying the anatomy of a goat than um, teach them how to butcher it, so I don't know. I'm sure they could figure out some of it most of it, enough to get the meat off if I wasn't around, especially with my wife's help, I'm sure they could do it, but that was what we did, my wife bagged it all up and put it in the freezer, um, another thing is, we don't have a way to smoke it yet, to cure it, you want to cold smoke it if you have to, if you have to let meat sit, you want to cold smoke it and get it cured, but that's something that we'll talk about later on, we'll, we'll do an episode on that and we'll talk about like our plans to build a smokehouse, but, um, anyways, I'm gonna, uh, end this segment right here, and when I come back, we'll talk about the next thing. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, it's something we don't want to talk about, and I'm about to cough here in a minute, so... Watch your ears. Got a little tickle in my throat. Anyways, um, the next thing I want to talk about is we are 12 months away from the 2020 election. You know, November 
the first Tuesday following a Monday in November is typically the election date for America. So if you're not in the U.S., great. This probably will affect you too because it may be, you know, the start of the American Civil War or World War III or who knows. But um, I know that's dramatic sounding, but let me explain it to you real quick. So here's the way I see it, and I'm not the only one predicting this, but um, the numbers are, there's a study out, like from way back in the last election, it shows the numbers of cheating, the amount of cheating uh, produced, and this is not including the Google stuff. If you haven't heard the Google um, data manipulation stuff, you need to go back. Um, American Conservative University has a bunch of episodes on it, but you can find it anywhere. Um, they did a study about Google and how Google can swing election just by themselves. So that's something to consider because Google hates Donald Trump. But also, the last election, there was enough treat cheating by, via bo- voter fraud to swing the election completely in favor of Hillary Clinton. But they did it in the wrong states because they didn't know which states to focus their efforts on because Donald Trump was completely unknown at that time. But um, now he's a known quantity. They know exactly where the states he's strong in, the states he's weak in, and the states that are right on the edge. And that's where they need to focus their efforts. So in this 2020 election, um, all they have to do is cheat in the right states and they can steal the election. Now, what, is, what does that mean? Where does it, what does that uh, lead to? First of all, uh, if you don't believe in conspiracy theories, you might look that one up. That's not even not even conspiratorial. That's way mainstream. But nobody's talking about like the actual effects on this election, this coming election. But it's something that could cause a ton of uh, outrage, probably a civil war. So let's let's game plan this. Let's uh, war game this thing. So let's say that the Democrats figured this out and they cheat in the right states and they swing the election just enough to go in favor of say Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren or Hillary Clinton if she you know throws her hat in the ring or whatever any of those um, and they steal the election for that person what's going to happen? Number one how will the American people react? Probably half the country will be super, super upset. But the weird thing is, is that Republicans don't riot. They really don't. They don't take up arms. They don't defend themselves. They kind of just roll over. But this time might be a little bit different because the outrage has gotten to a point where they might, it might take a year even, but it could get to the point where these Republicans step up and start defending themselves. So that's something to consider. Um, But besides that fact, what if, um, sorry about the yawn, um, what if DT, my boy DT, the orange man, comes back and he, uh, I mean, it's going to be obvious that they cheat. They can cheat, but they can't cover it up is the problem because you can tell whether they cheated or not. It's possible. It's a long story. You can look it up, but you can, you can steal an election. You just can't tell, you just can't steal an election without being caught. And so, once they get caught stealing the election, 
there's a good chance that Donald Trump won't take it. He'll just say, no, that was unfair election. You guys cheated. I'm going to use my executive power, and I'm not stepping down. Now that, my friends, is the scenario that leads to World War II, or World War III, or possibly at least uh, true American Civil War. Which, by the way, uh, the American Civil War was not a civil war. A civil war is between two parties trying to take over a country, right? The, the war that we call the Civil War was a secession followed by a conquering by an invader. That's, that's the thing. The Civil War, the South left the Union. They opted out. And then the North, regardless of how you see the first shots fired, the North came back and said, you're not leaving the Union, and came and took over a sovereign country. Anyways, interesting deal, but that's not a civil war. A civil war is two sides fighting for control of a country, right? Fighting to overthrow a leader or fighting for power. That's what a civil war is. Anyways... It's a war between two civilian factions, basically, who build up armies. So, um, something to think about. little side note. This, should, this will be the first American Civil War. But anyways, if Donald Trump refuses to leave office because there's cheating or any of that stuff, which, by the way, if you guys are already about to shut the podcast off, sorry. I don't, I don't really claim a side. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not in the bag for either side. I think one side is a slower march to socialism, which I think we can all agree on. One side's a slower march to socialism. One side is a little, uh, a little more blind to the, uh, the corruption that is big business with government, which I love business. Like I'm all about business. Big business in bed with government is my problem, right? And the other side is, like, a little more blind to the corruption that is just criminal corruption. You know, just politicians hiding money and cash in their freezer that they've stolen from the government. Anyways, that's just something to think about, bribes and all that stuff. So they're both evil, but I know if you guys have um, a preference for one or the other, I'm not faulting you for that. I know that, like, I was there for so long that I could never like really bash somebody for picking one side or the other but just regardless of what side you fall on let's be ready for what's going to happen in the next 12 months so something to think about this next election is going to be insane and it will probably lead to civil disorder probably a collapse in the economy almost almost guaranteed a collapse in the economy um and maybe even civil war so Just, yeah, yep, keep your knife sharp, keep a good edge on it, how's that saying go, keep your blade sharp, keep your powder dry, anyways, cool, Um, I'll talk to you guys here in a minute on part three. Hey, so, we're back, um, wanted to make a book recommendation and it was getting things done by david allen so i don't know if you've 
read that book, but if you haven't, check it out. My book is awesome. It's all about uh, getting things done. It's, man, I uh, really enjoyed that book, but I also really got motivated for that book for about a week. Man, for a week I was making a list, getting it done. But not making a regular list. You got to read the book. But anyways, um, it's a good audio book to get from your local library, as long as they're still running. So check out that book, "Getting Things Done" by David Allen. Last but not least, um, we just had Veterans Day. So I wanted to just take a minute real quick and kind of explain to you what Veterans Day means to me. A combat veteran with some, seen some rough things in combat. You know, God protected me. He watched over me. He brought me back safe. But, um, you know, fighting in a war with no purpose just to raise money and if you guys aren't there yet like i said i was neocon two years before so i don't blame you if you guys still haven't really dug deep into the the reason we're in these wars but <sighs> veterans say is weird to me i go to a church where they still do the thing where they go through and they have everybody stand up every veterans day who served and when your branch, blah, 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 you know, you've seen it. And I skipped that Sunday because, you know, I know for a fact that my service not only didn't help anyone, it made things worse for some people. They weren't Americans, but, well, actually, they were Americans too because it cost a ton of money to train me up and send me overseas, but also the locals there. I didn't make their lives any better, so. I would say, yeah, I'm partly ashamed of my service. Um, I got a ton of skills out of it that I would never have otherwise had, and I did develop some character in the military that I wouldn't have otherwise had, but. Yeah, it's just not something I'm proud of because we went over there and we were the the Cubans in their red dawn. You know, the only reason they were fighting us is because we were there blowing people up and, you know, um, I was duped, so I can see how anybody else could be duped, so I'm not like... I'm not like bashing anybody or anything, but I'm just talking about me personally, my service and what I saw. We were there to waste money so that contractors and big military industrial complex companies could get, companies could get paid. And that's really all it boiled down to. So, um, yeah, I mean, when people thank me for my service such a weird thing it's so weird like it's weird enough when you thought you were you did good and you were just like man you know some people died 
doing more than I did, but now it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's a, as a Christian, I can't justify what I did over there as self-defense or defending my family or my friends. I mean, yeah, I don't know, that's just one troubled veteran's thoughts on it, you know, so, anyways, if any of you guys out there listening to our veterans, I'd love to hear what you think about that. Now, knowing that we were lied into these wars and that, you know, most of the people that we fought didn't even want to fight. It was probably their brother or their dad or their mom got killed. And that's what caused them to fight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about the experience. Like, people people ask me about it, and they're like, oh, man, I can never do what you did. It's like, man, I hope you'd never be asked to do what I did. I don't know. Weird. It's hard to talk to this, talk about this with anybody, but for some reason, I feel like it's okay to talk to a stupid iPhone about it and then put it out where the whole world can hear it. But anyways, well, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, That ended in a weird, weird note. But if you guys could comment on Anchor, that would be awesome. Um, Subscribe, tell somebody about the podcast. And then if you can, um, yeah, get on Anchor and start um, doing all the stuff on there. Because they've got a ton of cool interaction features. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.